Welcome to the Barfly Podcast Season 2. My name is Jeff Burkhart, Barfly columnist for the Marin IJ and author of the book 20 Years Behind Bars and its newly released sequel, 20 Years Behind Bars, Volume 2, Parole Denied. Today, my co-host is Kevin Blum, Community Director for the online review site, Yelp. Welcome, Kevin. So don't worry about tomorrow, take it for today, forget about the chat, we'll get hell to pay, have a drink on me. So we're here today with Bianca Garrett of uh, King Floyd's Bitters out of Nevada. Hola. <laughs> well, thanks for coming. <laughs> a lot of people don't understand that bitters are the cornerstone of the cocktail world. If mm-hmm. it wasn't for bitters, there would be no cocktails. Right, right? Right. The, the first two cocktails ever invented were the Old Fashioned and the Sazerac, both of which require bitters to make. Different bitters, of course, but bitters nonetheless. Mm. What are bitters, though? Well, you know, I do a lot of educating people, doing events, so forth and so on. I do get that question a lot. Bitters are some kind of a flavoring that is used to enhance the cocktail experience, to elevate the flavor, add some complexity. Um, Depending on what spirit you're using, you're going to want certain notes to kind of complement and pair up nicely with that. And so that's kind of my feeling of what a bitter is. It's basically something that kind of enhances the cocktail experience. Um, um, And and if you want to be basic about it, it's a a flavoring if you want to get more well, I mean, the idea is that it's it's a bittering agent. In fact, yeah. the old mm-hmm. fashioned was originally called a bittered sling, uh, yeah. which is the that it is a sling drink mm. which is bittered to add flavoring. Mm. Right, 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 right. So there's there's that, and the idea that most cocktails are either a combination of sweet and sour mm. or or yeah. sweet and bitter. Yeah, and so those two flavors are what drive all <clears throat> cocktails in the cocktail world. Yeah. So, yeah. but bitters are also a uh, digestive. Thing. And yeah. so that's what's that's interesting, I think, uh, or, or one of the interesting things about King Floyd Bitters is yeah. that you guys came at it from a different direction. Yeah. Um, the owner, Lawrence Batterton, he's kind of the guy who started the company. Um, he was he is he, basically about 25 years of herbal extract you know, experience coming into uh, making bitters. So he had a lot of um, a lot of knowledge in that area, and certainly understood the medicinal qualities of different herbs and how they would um, you know work with the body. So that was more his angle. I came in a little bit later, so I was more kind of uh, hitting it from the culinary aspect and uh, of everything. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it, he has this whole romanticized vision of the the apothecary you know the right you know right. what ails you oh i open up my suitcase and right. pull out you know, this <laughs> and, you know you just rub a little bit of this right. on your temples right. and put it in your you know <laughs> and so he really um he really like i said has a kind of a strong connection to that kind of a experience um and so yeah he he, he definitely you know i think that experience kind of helped to inform some of what we did as we started well and again bitters you know i mean the a, a, a good parallel is the uh, the patent medicine, right, right? right? You look at a Angostura bitters bottle, and yeah. I think that is a patent medicine yeah, bottle. That's right, the right. vitamin, vitamin, whatever it was on uh, Lucy, <laughs> vitamin, whatever it was. But the right. idea is, is that was all high proof alcohol mm, initially, and okay. and there's this kind of confluence of of the health aspects right. and maybe the not so healthy aspects, but yeah. But again, th- this idea that you guys came at it, cause the bitters are also a digestive aid, right, which exactly. a lot of people don't realize. So it's actually bartenders, myself, 
use it all the time to cure hiccups, mm-hmm. to uh, to help people with upset stomachs. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it, you know, and, and whether that works, we, is we actually do some debate, have but. some digestives. When we were first starting out, we had a lot of people when we were going into you know to show the product and stuff would ask us, "Well, do you have a digestive?" And so we actually did formulate a few of our aromatic and the orange, and we have a ginger. That is, they actually are digestive. So, right. Just so after a big meal, line. you just add it to, right. for example, yeah, or like, even before. But okay. yeah, after something, if you're feeling a little upset yeah. stomach or even some nausea, you, it helps to kind of quell. That, that was actually a marketing slogan for a for mm-hmm. a fitters company. Is really? after a big meal. Yeah, after a big meal. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. And, and I think Fernet picked up on that. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that but that's an interesting uh, thought there too. Is mm-hmm. that there's two different kinds of bitters. There's the drinking bitters, which is Mm -hmm. the Amaro, Mm -hmm. right? Which is hugely popular now. Of which Fernet is an Amaro. And, uh, and, you know, Nonino, and you Mm -hmm. go on and on and on. But, but then there's bitters as a cocktail additive. And so that's a different, different Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm, so I'm come from, you know, music initially and, and I have always been very into cooking and flavors and spices and herbs and things like that. So I kind of approached it, um, a little bit differently than Lawrence did, but, um, I kind of think of him as a little bit more of a traditionalist. You know, he developed the aromatic and the orange, um, the cardamom, which maybe is not exactly a traditionalist, but it was very simple focused flavorings. And my flavorings tended to be a little bit more kind of outside of the box, blends and things like that. Cherry cacao. Yeah, the cherry cacao, the scorched pear pear and ginger and things like that. But, you know, for me, um, you know, the bitter, everything, like you said, bitters are what, you know, the bittering agent is what, you know, like you're going to put bitter on the bottle. It should be bitter. Right. And I had a little bit of a, um, you know, I've, I've run into a situation where we're developing a flavor or something and then, but I don't really want it to be super bitter, but it still is a bitter. Right. You know, so, um, we put a little bit of bitter into it, <laughs> but you know, I'm really maybe wanting it to be a little bit more smokier or maybe have some, um, some tannins, or, you know, just different kind of flavors and right. stuff to add to the cocktails. So, um, and I think actually with you, I've mentioned how being from the music world, I kind of think of things in terms of like, how would I, how do I like my music? I like it to be simple. I like it to be a really nice, good, strong backbeat, you right. know, a good melody that hooks you in and, mm-hmm. and gets you, you know, sing along. So that's how I feel about with, with the bitters as well. And there's a lot of companies out there, in my opinion, that they get a little too crazy. I've had, I've been at shows where somebody will say, you know, come to me. I love your stuff. And I made some bitters myself and here, you know, right. and I'll try it. And I don't know what's going on. Right. There's, you know, so many notes hitting me. And, and so I try to keep things simple, try to keep it, you know, so that, like you said, somebody who can, who's not, you know, a mixologist can go and have fun with it and right. make, mm-hmm. and, and go be at their home bar and make something that they're happy with and they can, you know, show off. Well, and I love that too. I mean, with the whole musical uh, parallel there, it's mm-hmm. like when you do it right, it's perfect harmony. Right, right, right. right. exactly. So, and you want to keep coming back for more. It hooks exactly. You in. Right. And nobody wants to hear a guitar player solo for 20 right. minutes. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Nobody. Well, and nobody wants to sit and, well, not, I shouldn't say nobody. Yeah, it's um, true. That one guy, his that girlfriend or her girlfriend. <laughs> Whatever, whatever. No, or right. Have you ever been to a you know a, a, a bar and they, it takes ten minutes to make the drink? Yes. You know, some people don't want that. They right. Want, you know, they right. Want, they want to you know start their. Well, the other thing with bitters is is you you obviously you can make them yourselves, right? right? And yeah. I have yeah. done that, yeah. and uh, it's hard to do, and it's hard to be consistent, and that's yeah. where some having some background in kind of formulating product mm. probably helps you guys because yeah. I mean you, when you grab that orange bitters and you add it to your cocktail. If it's homemade, 
it's mm-hmm. going to taste different every time. Right. Which means that right. cocktail is going to taste different every time. Right. Which means that person drinking it is going to go, this doesn't well, taste this anything like the last experience. time I had. experience, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and sometimes that's good mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not good. But the problem is that people get uncomfortable with inconsistency, I think. Yeah, you know, we, we're, we're very um, vigilant about, you know, you make a formula and you keep batch records and all that kind of stuff. But being that we do use, um, you know, organic ingredients as much as we can, we and generally source only organic ingredients. Sometimes we can't, but there is fluctuations in, in, in the uh, consistency of, of, of materials. You know, right. you might get an orange peel and because of where it was grown that year was wetter or drier right. or whatever. So there's little things. So it, it, it's actually the other day we were doing a batch and we did what we normally do and it just wasn't quite the what, same thing. Yeah, we yeah. tasted it against our retained sample and we had to make some adjustments. And But that's... And like you said, in keeping with that, making things consistent, it's it's really important for sure. Well, the weird thing about that too is, you know, I've learned this with, with especially with wine. Sometimes it's the wine, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's the person, mm-hmm. because we yeah. taste things yeah, differently, differently all the time, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and you just never know. Yeah. But but again, back to that idea of consistency. You know, there's <clears> a lot in, in this cocktail world now. It's there's a lot of products out there and a lot of strange mm-hmm. things. But you guys also use like you said organic products mm-hmm. where some of these other there's a lot of bitters on yeah, the product, to be honest, yeah right? there is. but you know like i was reading one the other day the second second item is a propylene glycol which is right, antifreeze right. right which most people don't know I, yeah but uh it's good for I, your car it's a, it's a, <laughs> it keeps it's you cool keeps you cool <laughs> it's a popular brand too yeah, so yeah. people either don't know that or they don't care right or both right. Uh, you know it's, it's um it, you know but um yeah we we <laughs> We did not want to go that route. Right. Well, knowledge is power. Yeah. A lot of you yeah. know, it's shocking when when, when you, you tell get them. confronted with that. Mm-hmm. They go, "What?" Right. 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 Yeah. yeah so, I, don't, I don't want that in my drink. Right. And cocktails, you know, again, it it's where I think I and I've said this before. I think we're on a cusp where things are are getting so complicated mm-hmm. they were getting unreasonable. Yeah. Where you market your product both to bartenders, mm-hmm. right, who make oh, yeah. products Absolutely. for everybody else, but also to the home yeah. uh, cocktail enthusiast yeah. who wants to make. Five old fashions or five yeah. whatever at home. Yeah, and it, that's a growing market. There's a lot of people, especially in these kind of more metropolitan areas, where they have really strong cocktail cultures. They may go out to a, a, a restaurant or a bar and have it see you know somebody making a nice cocktail and think, hey, I want to try that. You know, and right. take that to their home. And so we wanted to present the market with a with a really premium product that was you know, geared towards your enthusiasts, but also, like I said, with simple flavors that you can take home and apply, right. and, you know, and not and not have to sit there and slap sage and, right. you know, <laughs> to, you know. I don't think sage would like stuff. that. And, you know, <laughs> you know yeah. it always looks neat when you're slapping the, yeah. right. the, uh, the herb or whatever it is right. you're going to do, but, you know. But try doing that for 10 of your friends right. on, on Tuesday night. You're, yeah. you're going to get real tired of that yeah, real right. fast. So, but you know what well, the, the you know again there's there's probably a hundred bartenders in yep, in, yeah. in in an area like in Marin, area, for instance, yeah. but there's ten thousand other people who want to learn how to make cocktails. Yes, yeah. So that's always that 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 aspect of it. And you guys make mm-hmm. some really interesting things. That cardamom is is a very unusual flavor mm-hmm. that actually works very well. Yeah, it's one yeah. of my wife's favorite cocktails. What, you, oh, nice. what kind of cocktail would you use that in? Uh, I make a ginger lemon cardamom mm. thing uh-huh. for my wife. That Fame. she loves. Well, I, I don't want to say the name. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's warned me about saying the name on, on her. 
but it does work. But uh, but those types of things are are simpler. I mean, you mm-hmm. do the scorch pear, the cherry cacao is a great combination of two mm-hmm. flavors that aren't unusual. Where right. the person's not scratching their head and going, yeah, "What yeah. am I going to do with this?" Yeah, you know, and, and I I think the um, the cardamom is neat because, it, like you said, it's it's a kind of an unusual flavor, but it does partner up with things in a way right. that's very. Um, it's well, chai very, tea. It's, People drink chai tea all day long. They don't yeah. realize that's put, cardamom. Put that's some in that, there. Mm-hmm. My sister took uh, chai and put it in some whipping cream. Yeah, and Ooh. then put that on her pumpkin pie. There you go. Sounds Hello. great. Yeah. So yeah, there's Sign a lot of different applications, and I like the ch- uh, the the cardamom. I've always really liked that because it's a very focused flavor. It's right. like you know when right. you put a nose to that, you right. know what it is. Well, ginger bitters too. I mean, mm-hmm. once yeah. once I tried yeah. those, I was like, wow, why didn't why yeah. went to yeah. twenty of these out there? And it's a little I, our stuff's a little stronger, I think. Than a lot of the bitters flavor wise, there. Yeah, we we, I think when you're using organic stuff, it's like the comparison of having a organic strawberry as opposed to a conventional. Right. You get that flavor profile is much more robust yes. and strong. So what is this? Place? This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that translates. You know, we our stuff's a little bit more you know robust and strong. We we, we actually say double strength on our bottles okay. because we do feel compared to a lot of the stuff that's out there that it is. Got a, got Which a means you use less of it, right? right? Or, or you can moderate way. it a little bit more because yeah. again, there's that 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 people don't realize that you know that Amaro Nonino is a strong flavor, yeah. right? Or yeah. uh, or um, Trifonet, right? I mean, right. that's you. It's a hard thing to add to cocktails because it's all you all you taste. Yeah. Where with your things, you add a lot less, mm-hmm. and it and, and, and it yeah, influences that's, that's, it as opposed to dominating. But with bitters, uh, I mean, as you said. It can be used often as a digestif. Um, mm-hmm. How about as an aperitif, like to open up, like yeah. before a meal? Yeah, that's that's um, you know I, a lot of people do do that thing, yeah. but there are a lot of people that have told me that they use it as, as, as before a meal, mm-hmm. kind of get their get their salivation, their yeah. salivating going, and kind of prepare their digestive enzymes sure. and stuff. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, aperitif, digestif, before, after, right? But yeah. they're the same bittering profile. Mm-hmm. Typically, aperitifs are a little lighter in alcohol. Mm. So something like a bitter, like a champagne cocktail, right? Mm-hmm. With, with bitters is, is a fabulous thing oh, to nice. open up your palate really? because oh. you think of like a like vermouth or something like right. that. Typically, is an aperitif because it's lighter mm-hmm. because you don't want to get clobbered over the head with the alcohol and then not be able to taste whatever it is. It's doing. one of the things I always like about hanging out with you, Jeff. Is I always <laughs> learn something, <laughs> no matter what. Well. <laughs> That's, that's what I'm here for. Don't worry about tomorrow. Take it for today. Please join us next time when we welcome Pam Cologne, former bartender and current respiratory therapist, to talk about being on the front lines with the coronavirus, a change from the bar to the hospital. My name is Jeff Burkhart. Thanks for listening. Thank you.